not teaching how to dismantle the works of the enemy. I mean, who cast out more devils than Jesus Christ? Who heal, who heal more people than Jesus Christ? So, so to me, the church is not armed and dangerous. The church is basically uh, in a passive state. Uh, the institution of the church is in a passive state. And I mean, a lot of believers are in that condition. And I thank God, not all churches, because I go to Townsquare Church, which is a powerful church. I go to David Wilkinson's church. He went home with the Lord, but I, I've learned to learn how to be armed and dangerous and how to learn how to dismantle the works of the enemy in a way that the enemy can put it back together. You catch migraines before he put it back together because I know spiritual warfare to, to the hands of the Holy Spirit. is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I'm honored to be joined by John Ramirez. John, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Blessings. How are you? I'm doing quite well today. How are you? I'm great. Awesome. Actually, I'm leaving this evening to London. I have a, a three-day uh, opportunity the law open uh, for me to go to London and minister on spiritual warfare. Oh, wow. That, that's great. And, and that's a great transition because for listeners who may not know John, he is an international evangelist, author, and speaker. And he's the author of two different books, Out of the Devil's Cauldron and Unmasking the Devil, Strategies to Defeat Eternity's Greatest Enemy. Amen. Big time. All right. So I know that you've experienced spiritual darkness and the devil before in your life. Can you share with listeners some of your testimony? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my life, my life was never... Uh a Christ moment. My life was never a Jesus moment. My life was never, uh, never belonged to a evangelical church at all. My life was basically from the age of eight years old. Uh, I was groomed and ready, handpicked by the devil to be in, in at the time, supposed to be the most greatest, crazy, most powerful army on the face of the earth. And I, I was going already at the age of eight years old. I was going to the demon church. I was going, uh, learning, uh, the spiritual warfare that I needed to move up the ranks to destroy the works of uh, evangelical Christians, to destroy the works of people, uh, re- trying to stop people to get saved and reach the cross of Jesus Christ. Uh, I was taking over regions. I was actually projecting. I was making contract with demons and principalities with animal blood sacrifices, human bones. And um, at the age of eight already, I was being sitting down with warlocks and witches and demon church. Uh, Demon Church uh, from five. Actually, the church started at five. Uh, church started at seven in the evening to five in the morning, and that was a, the ritual of, of spiritual warfare training to understand the, the understand the kingdom of darkness, understand how the spirit realm works, how to, how they move, how they utilize uh, demonic forces to take over region, take over neighborhood, take over families, people. And, and trap them in the place of patterns and cycles that they won't have a chance to really get God's bets in their lives. So my life was from the age of actually eight years old to the age of 35 that I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. I went to hell, and that's how I got saved. Wow. So then you said, now j- just to get that straight there, did you say you had an experience with Jesus and you went to hell? Yes, because uh, that, there were Christians that would come up to me in the process of my 25 years involvement in witchcraft, and they were spiritually anemic. They didn't have no substance of anything that they could overpower the kingdom of darkness, not because Jesus was an all-powerful. We know Jesus is all-powerful. It's just the vessel was weak. The vessel was anemic. The vessel didn't have no, no substance of what the kingdom of Jesus Christ supposed to represent. And when they came against a person like me, when I was a warlock, a high-ranked general in the kingdom of darkness, they, had, they didn't stand a chance 
to come back in the spirit realm and spiritual warfare to engage me on that level to understand, open my eyes to understand that Jesus was the truth, the way, and the life. So Jesus, on October night, and October night, he took me straight to hell, and that's how I got my conversion. That is that is quite a remarkable story then. So then from all that experience and then coming out of that, what did that teach you about the nature of the devil? Well, I, 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 it taught me that the devil is very limited. He's a good liar, a good deceiver, and uh, he's and he's actually uh, everything that the devil represents is just a bootleg copy. Of, and when I mean bootleg copy is the devil can't create nothing. The devil doesn't have the ultimate uh, power. God is all powerful, and uh, it shows me that the devil uh, could, is he actually today is very alive and well and deceiving people, even believers today, to the point that would discredit God's character. But I've learned, going to hell and coming back, that grace and mercy is the best thing that ever happened to me to Jesus Christ. So what are things that people, maybe especially Christians, don't know about spiritual warfare, but that they should? Well, I, I think Christians are, I think today, the church at large, uh, we're we not teaching spiritual warfare. We're teaching how to bake cookies, how to do chick, bake chicken. Uh, we're not teaching how to dismantle the works of the enemy. I mean, who cast out more devils than Jesus Christ? Who, who, who heal more people than Jesus Christ? So, so to me, the church is not armed and dangerous. The church is basically uh, in a passive state. Uh, the institution of the church is in a passive state. And I mean, a lot of believers are in that condition. And I thank God, not all churches, because I go to Times Square Church, which is a powerful church I go to, David Wilkinson's church. He went home with the Lord. But I, I've learned to learn how to be armed and dangerous and how to learn how to dismantle the works of the enemy in a way that the enemy can't put it back together. He'd catch migrants before he put it back together, because I know spiritual warfare to, to the hands of the Holy Spirit. So if believers are feeling convicted by what you're talking about, how can they go from being passive to becoming active spiritual warfare combatants? Well, what we have to understand that, you know, we, we, it, it, it's a lifestyle living with Jesus Christ, a lifestyle understanding the God that we serve, uh, not only the grace, the mercy of the God we serve, uh, the, pay, the full price was paid at the cross. That's one understanding. That's one aspect. But what about the God of war? What about the Jesus who is a man of war? Jesus who is a man of war. God is a man of war. How is it that we interact with enemy that is after our salvation, after our families, through afflictions of generational curses, through... So we, we have to be uh, Christians, that we have to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. What I mean by that is the scripture saying, destroyed, we came to, Jesus came to destroy the works of darkness. So what are we doing to follow the footprints or the blueprint of what Jesus created? How Christians could come into a place to understand that there's a devil to fight, there's, there's uh, territorial spirits, there are principalities that we have to deal with, so we can help other people come to Jesus Christ and also help our family members. Uh, I just prayed for a lady, uh, what was it, uh, last year. She had four-stage cancer. She was a Buddhist, and she asked me, uh, I'm a Buddhist, I got four-stage cancer, I got a life sentence, I got a death sentence in my life. Make a long story short, I said, well, what, what did your God done for you lately? She said, nothing. I said, well, my God can save, and he can heal. I laid hands on her. I broke the patterns and cycles of an infirmity spirit. I knew how to attack this devil that was attacking her body. I knew how to cancel his assignment. I knew how to break the works of darkness up through the territory, and the, uh, the, the, the sickness that the devil put on her, and I knew how to take care of that, uproot it with the power of the Holy Spirit. And once I came back a year later, the lady was waiting for me in front of the church. She said, I'm the lady you pray for. I'm cancer-free. I'm serving Jesus Christ, and I'm bringing people to Jesus. 
That's such a great story. And it's really powerful how God can turn someone's life around like that. Now, if people are trying to take practical steps in this process, uh, let's say that they don't really know much about how to fight against the enemy at this point, or if they're uh, wanting to be able to do, like you did, casting down strongholds, all of that, uh, but they don't know where to start, what, what would you recommend to them? I started my family. I started my family. I, you know, I, I've, I've come across people say, my mother had cancer, my grandmother had cancer, I got cancer today. Well, that is a generation of curse. How, you know, how do you deal with the generation of curses in your family? How do you deal with the addictions in your family? So we have to learn how to confront this devil and dismantle this devil up, uh, dismantle, burn his bands and scrolls, his authority, and put him in a place and address this devil from the persistent city with Jesus Christ and the heavens to the highest of the heaven. Learning a strategic idea, a plan. Understand that when we attack the kingdom of darkness, we're not attacking them from the earth front. We're attacking this devil and his cronies from the city. We sit, the Bible says that we sit in high places with Jesus Christ. So I'm already addressing this devil, letting this devil know I'm not attacking you from the earth. I'm attacking you from a position of authority. So we have to learn how to take authority over darkness, sickness, uh, even poverty. We need to learn how to take authority. What is the authority that God has given you in order to exercise that muscle against the kingdom of darkness? Wonderful. Now, thinking about the spiritual warfare reality, and especially your own background in terms of you've seen from the other side what it's like to be waging war against believers, against God. Can you speak to the reality of generational curses? Because I know we see it a lot in the Bible, but I feel like it doesn't carry a lot of weight for some people, or they think that was just an Old Testament thing. Well, it's not an Old Testament thing, because if you go, if you go into the real world, let's, let's go into the real world, let's say in the real world, you have, uh, let's use an example, you have... Uh, uh, a great baseball player, right? And that's a that's a good generation of blessing, right? A good mm-hmm. baseball player. Now his son becomes a baseball player. Or you have someone that can sing, and then now their daughter becomes a, an amazing singer or a worship singer and a gospel singer. And how did she get that gift? How did she get that blessing? It was a great generation of blessing, right? But also there's an opposite to that. There's a, how is it that my, and I'll give an example. How is it that my, my grandfather was an alcoholic? My father was an alcoholic. My father died when he was 33 years old. He was an alcoholic. Uh, uh, my, my brother, uh, my third oldest brother, was, on, was heading that direction. I was heading that direction. How is it that we weren't even born, and we already had a curse on us through the family bloodline of people in our family that were alcoholics? So it's living well today, but is, 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 are we confronting it? Are we dealing with it? Are we trusting God with it? Are we have enough faith that God can remove it out of our family bloodline? and replace it with the DNA of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And it really takes, it really does take Jesus to uproot those sorts of generational curses. Now, one other thing that you mentioned before that I wanted to come back to, uh, because I think it's a very interesting paradigm shift for believers, is you were talking about God and Jesus as the God of war, which is interesting because I've, I've always thought about Jesus more in terms of the Prince of Peace title that he's been given. Can you elaborate on this idea of the God of war? Well, the God of war, I mean, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, those that accept him and, and, and want to walk with him. He's the Prince of Peace. In other words, Jesus is a bread that makes you make peace with God. Understand? Because we were enemies of God at one time. And the God of war is Jesus went into the temple and turned the tables upside down. Jesus, even the Bible said that when the demons, uh, even the word of the Lord said that even in the name of Jesus, the demons tremble. What was, they're not seeing a man of peace. When, they, when you hear the demons trembling, 
What would the demons tremble? It's like a, when, when I used to grow up in the South Bronx and you see some guy that knew how to fight and he was upset, he was in the neighborhood, everybody just backed off. Everybody said, well, that guy know how to fight. We don't want to get, we don't want to get into school yet with him. You know, I'm, uh, so, so, so same thing with our Lord Jesus Christ. Demons tremble when they hear the name of Jesus. I mean, they, they recognize his authority. They recognize he's a man of war. Uh, uh, they recognize that he cast out more devils than anyone else. That is the, 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 the image of, of, the, of the guy that I call a man of war. It's cast out sickness, cast out diseases, heal the lame, the sick, and, 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 and put the devil on his notice that everything that the devil has to do is like a bellboy has to ask permission to do anything. And that's an authority that so few believers, I feel like, really walk in today. Is there a word of encouragement that you would give to any believers who really just feel beat down at the moment by the devil's schemes? Well, well I, I think, I think that the, the thing here is, is if redeem. I think a lot of believers, the reason they don't have the victory is because they, 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 they are in, in, in a place that the devil had disjointed them from their walk with God. They've been disjointed through unbelief. They've been disjointed through uh, not having faith. They've been disjointed to circumstances, seeing things in the natural. Uh, I think I believe that a lot of believers that are being tormented and scorned today by the enemy. I think that you, you, we can take a position against the enemy and understand that what you're going through today is not something that is permanent. It's something that is temporary, and God is teaching your hands to walk. So you have to take this situation and grab it by the horns and grab it by the throat and say, have no mercy on it. Because you know, great is he that lives in you. And I also believe, real quick, for believers that are out there, if you can get and build your relationship with God, because about it, I think the, the thing here, a lot of believers, is that the last person on the list is Jesus Christ, and we don't know how to redeem our time. If we know how to redeem our time and put God where he belongs, and then we can put the devil under our feet. And you go into a lot more detail in this in your books, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have, uh, I have two books, and... I, I, I don't even consider myself to be an author. I write books because I obey God. That's the mm. reason I write books. I mean, I, I don't like writing books at all. I'll be truthfully honest, but I obey God because I know it's much needed in the body of Christ because there's no spiritual warfare opportunity or deliverance ministry out there that no, very few. So I write books because I believe that God has called me to be on the front line of this, of this uh, spiritual warfare against the kingdom of darkness, against the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So the books really explain how the devil's progeny it opens your eyes to see the patterns and cycles and how the kingdom of darkness works. Uh, the book Unmasking the Devil is the second book that teaches you how to keep the devil three feet, you stay three steps ahead of the devil. Not that you're running, it, it's that whatever the devil throws at you, you already got the answer. You're quick and you're arm and dangerous to destroy those things off the devil. That he can, and Jesus said it perfectly. The devil came to me, he found nothing in me. And that's what we need to be. If people want to get a hold of these books, where can they do so? Well, I think the easiest way to get the books, you can go to Amazon. Uh, Amazon, and you can buy them there. You can download them. I think downloading is good because it's cheaper. And I think, I think you know, we need to... I think another thing that Christians lack, we don't invest ourselves with good spiritual warfare weapons. Uh, every, that's the sad thing about, you know, you need to invest in your spiritual walk. You need to invest uh, in your time with the Lord. I am in love with Jesus Christ. I have a, an amazing relationship with God. I believe God at His Word. I, I don't care what's at me, but Amazon is the place to go and get these books and be, and be blessed and be equipped because times are coming that things will get even more tougher for us to walk the walk. It's so vital to be equipping yourself with a battle plan. Now, do you have any social media accounts or a website that people can go to follow you? 
Well, I, I have I have my website, which is johnramirez.org. I got my Facebook page, John Ramirez Ministries. Uh, you can you can reach me there. You can reach me at John Ramirez Ministries at yahoo.com. I, I believe that whatever I can help the body of Christ to get the victory, to stay in the victory side, uh, to understand that the devil is limited, and we all we fear is we fear Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And I'm walking on the victory side, and the devil has nothing on me, not today, not tomorrow. And not forevermore, because I am the Christian that I'm walking in my freedom that God has promised me. That is a great encouragement to everyone. John, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate your time. Would you mind? Oh, thank you so much. Would you mind closing us out with a word of prayer? Yeah, absolutely. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare war against the enemy's camp, against anyone on the listening to this podcast. My God, we destroy the worship of darkness. We bind the worship of darkness of any disease. We paralyze the kingdom of darkness in the name of Jesus, Father God. We declare the victory that you promised us on the cross. We, you said who was finished. That means that you did everything that we need to have, Lord, to walk in that victory, Father. So we declare that over the hearers, the listeners, Father God, that they will be blessed, truly blessed, and understand that Jesus is Lord. And thank you for this opportunity to be on this show. So we break every backlash, retaliation, and revenge spirits, and transfer the spirits any time. We put it on notice, and we destroy the plans of the enemy. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to John Ramirez on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. This is Steve Green on the Charisma Podcast Network, and I want to speak to you on behalf of Evangel Christian Churches. And if you've ever had a desire to be trained, equipped, and credentialed as a chaplain, you may really want to listen to this message. It's probably now would be a great time to fulfill the call of God on your life. We're still early in the year. You can accomplish so much still in this year of 2016. Becoming a licensed minister will enable you to reach out at jail ministries, hospitals, nursing homes. Maybe you want to do street evangelism or teaching, traveling, going to across the world to minister. Women's Aglow would be good. Maybe even at anti-abortion facilities, counseling, traveling, whatever it is that you've got in your heart, there's no better place to be trained and equipped than Destiny School of Ministry Chaplaincy Training Institute. Let me say that again, the Destiny School of Ministry Chaplaincy Training Institute. They're going to offer you the opportunity to be trained and credentialed as a chaplain. It's always good to have official credentials. They have correspondence classes and extremely affordable tuition. They're licensed throughout the state of Michigan and fully accredited. You can call them now. They actually prefer you to call them. Their number is 586-773-6568. And one more time, 586-773-6568. The good thing about a podcast is you can back this up and listen to the phone number again. Their website is evangelchristianchurches.com. Check them out there or just call that number one more time. 586-773-6568 for the Chaplaincy Training Program. Get credentialed today. God bless you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.